The Aussie NFL Fantasy Show would like to acknowledge the traditional land owners and the leaders past, present and emerging of Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal countries where we are working from today. This always was, and always will be, Aboriginal land. In today's busy world, it's hard to have it all. Who has time to do all the analysis and decision making for your fantasy team? Probably not you, but we can help. Whether it's positively diagnosing players with fantasy leprosy or helping you find the players who are on the verge of being fantasy legendary. There's only one name in all of fantasy you can really trust. Make an appointment with Dr. Goodcall. Yeah, badge, make an appointment right now. Well. Can, I fit, can I fit in at 1.15? Have you got a spare? <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, I'm it was an out, interesting mate. week. I, I was watching that bench warmer brand guy do his quick recap on week three. Anything, anything out of the ordinary happened? He's like, "Oh man!" And he, he tore through all the the strange happenings. Um, what did you encounter in week three, given the uh, the folks that you were putting forward as good starts? So, me and Job mentioned last week that this uh, segment went a little bit long. I actually decided to listen to where it sort of all went pear-shaped. It was definitely because I aired a grievance about uh, about the Raiders in general. So yeah. we definitely went on a tangent a bit after that. So I'll stick to a nice clear-cut Dr. Goodcall here because, okay. you know, I'm, su- I'm such a great doctor out there and I've got so <laughs> many so many appointments I've got to stick to. So I'm going to – I can't give you more than a yeah, certain – And we can't afford a double appointment, to be honest. Yeah, that that costs a bunch. Uh, but also, it was kind of a bit of a throwback to a great old segment we used to do of What Gets My Goat, and I kind of like that we brought <laughs> that was. back for a moment. I was just like, I'll do it once because it just pissed me off that, that they just absolutely <laughs> put the cue in their act. But uh, speaking of that, my uh, quarterback of the week was Derek Carr up against the Titans. Oh. Uh, I may or may not have compared their secondary to a certain body part that had just won a Guinness World Record. Uh, but <laughs> Derek Carr, he wasn't too bad. He, he finished, obviously, with that uh, touchdown to Mac Hollins at the end, and he ended up on about 23 fantasy points, which actually wasn't too bad. Uh, yeah, look, I, I didn't really know what his ceiling was in that game. I You never knew, but the Titans secondary have just been so, so bad. And I was actually, as a fan of the Titans, I was actually pretty happy with the the, the job they did most of the game. Like most of the points came late for the Raiders. So, but for Derek Carr specifically, it wasn't a bad game. You know, I'll definitely see that as a, as a win for a guy that you're probably streaming. So 23 points for how bad the quarterback position was for a lot of people last week. Uh, around that area, I would say that was probably a green tick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a a, a massive tick. Uh, and, and I like that you were able to get both. You were able to get your quarterback of the week uh, and get that right, but also still get the win in the game as a Titans fan. I think man, yeah. people say, can you have it all? And you really can. <laughs> yeah, that was really what I hoped. I was, when I picked him as the uh, start of the week, I was sitting there going, I hope the Titans can win this 41-40. Uh, <laughs> in, a, in a way, I'm kind of glad they didn't because I really needed to see something out of their defense to make me feel a little bit more confident moving forward. I know their offense hasn't exactly been great either, but I feel like it's got to start with their defense because they're the kind of team that grinds out wins. Uh, so they can't do that if they're giving up 30, 40 points. So I don't really see their offense being good enough to keep up with those kind of scores. So it was good to see a, a better defensive performance out of the Titans. But so for running back, I was actually pretty happy with this call. So 
I definitely mentioned in the Texans-Bears game that I just thought both teams were just going to run the absolute shit out of the ball. I didn't think either quarterback was going to pass much. So my start of the week was Damian Pierce. Uh, I, I saw a lot out of him in week two. They definitely went away from Burkhead and went more to Pierce. So it looks like the rookie's definitely taken over. Uh, in the rush attempts. So I took him because the Bears, you know, were 18th against running back the year before, but they have the 31st ranked defensive line per PFF. So I thought that was a really, really good opportunity for him to showcase what he can do. Uh, And then he he runs over for over 100 yards at a touchdown. So it was a a really, really good week for the rookie. It's definitely his uh, breakout game. Uh, But it was an awesome feeling for me to pick a guy like that who was ranked around 30. Uh, and then get him before he sort of broke out. So I was pretty happy mm. with that call. Big tick yeah. there too, I think. 100%. Man, Dr. Yeah. Goodcall nailed it. Absolutely. Hey, this guy, he's on a fellowship, I think. He's, he's crushing. Putting him in the starts of the week helped as well. So <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Someone picked him in starts of the week and he's uh, grinning like a Cheshire cat about it. <laughs> yeah. Among, among some other calls. But uh, again, I, I, I foreskin uh, <laughs> as, as I like to do. Yes. Uh, now, things take a bit of a bad turn here. Uh, so okay. I talked up Alan Robinson up against the Cardinals because in general, I just have never seen the Cardinals defend anyone well, especially in their secondary uh, this year. And uh, Alan Robinson was more of a take about how I thought things would change for him because he's getting all the routes, he's he's playing all the snaps, and he just hasn't yeah. got looked at by Stafford. And it was a funny old game. They started really quickly. They got up 10-0. Uh, but again, it was it was a, a cup rushing touchdown, and then a later an Akers yeah. rushing touchdown. And, and I think Stafford only threw the ball about 25 times or something like that in the game. They actually got to a point where – they almost felt too comfortable, so they just decided this was the one game they were going to actually use their running backs and and uh, not really throw too often, which just destroyed, obviously, Stafford, but it obviously destroyed Alan Robinson too because, I mean, even Cooper Cup had his worst yardage in about a year and a half. Like, uh, I forget, 15 straight games with over 90 yards before he only had 44 in this game. So it just, it just wasn't a great game for any of the wide receivers on the Rams. So... You know, Alan Robinson was like 3.3 points in half PPR or something. So, yeah, that was a massive, massive miss in the end. But, yeah, it's that's a hard one. Everyone's got a lot of uh, – might need me and John to defend him again because it's, it's, a <laughs> yeah. tough, it's, a tough, it's a tough watch for Alan Robinson owns at the moment. Like, he might even hit some waiver wires. Yeah, I can definitely – you imagine that? I, know. I had that choice in Sizzle and Quinny's 10-team league. I, I, I've only got four bench spots and – there were some guys I liked in, in the waivers this week, and I was so close to hitting that button, and I just thought, I've got to give it one more week. <laughs> I, I, Jesus. I, Man, do you always, endorse that? Or <laughs> just someone that I can just add in in a trade. Like, that's that's sort of what I'm looking at. <sighs> can I endorse that at this point? It means I failed as my that's job. That's tough. That's yeah, tough. I, 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 mean, can't, I can't endorse it yet, no. Hey, look, if and, you defend the guy and then he – it goes back out and is just, you know, recommits. <laughs> yeah. the, Rams, um, the Rams play. You can only defend him on the charge game. he was up against, mate. If he goes back out and he re-offends, that's, that's on him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was saying the Rams played such a shit game. I mean, both yeah. teams did. It was just a very boring watch. I don't know. It's just one of those games where neither team could do anything. It's just... Yeah, just kind of but here's the thing, right? just a real quick tension, only really quick. I was discussing this with CJ from the Aussie end zone earlier in the week. Is is a game like that now boring? 
because of all the fourth quarter chases we get. Now, it, that used to just be a football game, and now we're like, oh, it was a snooze fest. Am I onto something here, or, or am I just being a winter? It was kind of how it happened. It was like quick for the Rams, and then they put the cue in the rack, and then it, you're waiting for the Cardinals to make a game of it, and they kind of never did either. Mm. So it was kind of yeah. like, if, if it was close the whole way, I reckon it would be seem like a better game because it would be like, you know, Rams scored a touchdown, then the Cardinals got a field goal, then the Rams didn't score, then the Cardinals tied it or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, yeah. it was weird. It was like you never felt like the Rams were going to lose, which made a crap game, but then they couldn't score themselves for like the next three quarters themselves. So it was a, a really, really weird game because he just wanted to see anything out of Kyle Murray to try and like yeah. make the Rams do something on offense to put them out of their comfort zone. And they just never did because they just knew they were going to win because Kyle mm-hmm. couldn't get anything done. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, fair enough. I just thought I should ask a little tangent there uh, only because it was a topic of conversation with a fellow podcaster uh, earlier in the week. Mate, yeah. tight end has been, I don't know, I, I don't even know how to describe your relationship with tight ends today. It's, it's complicated. Is that how we do it? It's, it's complicated. Yeah, it's, the, it's the Facebook, it's complicated, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it was, I, I tried, like you said, to do the uh, immovable object against the, uh, what, what's the other thing you call it? The, uh, the irresistible force, yeah. Irresistible can't force be slowed down, but something can't be moved. One of them's yeah, going to lose, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, unstoppable force, yeah. I usually use unstoppable, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's all. I used to as well, but now the Americans are all saying irresistible force. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll move to what you're saying. But, irresistible yeah. makes it more seem like it's a big rock that's like sexy. Like people can't resist it. Come mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Got me> here. <laughs> For those on the video, they're not going to want to see that. Yeah. I mean, look, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's pretty good looking, so good on him. Anyway. Yeah. Even I can say that. <laughs> I'm the love doctor now, apparently. Anyway. Um, so Actually, that would be a good segment. We'll get people to ring in and you can just uh, solve their life problems as well. Look, I Complicated could love do- situations. I'll, I'd rather talk about that than talk about tight ends, put it that way. But I'm, I'm con- contractually obligated to actually talk about tight ends here in this segment. So... I went with Evan Ingram because I myself decided that I'll pick the guy that I've picked up in Astro oh, because yes. I can't I can't even get a reception out of a tight end uh, in my Astro League team, and I've, I had actually done a half decent job of predicting a decent tight end in Doctor Goodcall. So I thought, all right, maybe these two will meet halfway. Uh, look, Evan Ingram didn't end up too great, uh, especially in a team that's called thirty eight points. He, he he got two catches technically. Only one of them counts as an actual catch, but he got two points in the two-point conversion that he caught. So uh, it was basically one for nine in the two-point conversion. So, you know, not not a fantastic day. It seemed like a wonderful day for me in Astro because compared <laughs> to Cole Komet in the first two weeks, that was like an absolute – it was it was times infinity compared to the two goose eggs. So, yep. look, in the end, it wasn't great. But again, it's 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 pretty hard to predict uh, a decent tight end game from outside like the top 15 tight ends. It's just it's pretty disgusting, brutal. isn't it? It is toilet water. It, I just basically picked it because mm-hmm. the charges were last against tight end in 2021. So I was basically trying to play a matchup. Yeah. Um, we playing the Chargers or the Raiders, or there's a couple of them, the Cardinals. There's yeah. a couple of just, mm, fuck, pick whoever's playing against them. If they're outside the top 15, just start them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, look, I took a shot and he got in the threes. So, you know, 
It is. Mate, what it look, is, so. yeah, three point nine. That's uh, as you said. It's an exponential improvement from ducklings. A hundred percent. After two ducks, that's Aussie for getting zero. That's how we describe zero in cricket. Is getting a duck. Uh, yeah, three point nine. I'd, I'd prefer to score three point nine than uh, than zero. Moving yeah. in the right direction, mate. That's all that matters. Mm. R is pointing up. <laughs> now, you didn't pick on one of my Jays guys for fantasy cancer this week. Thank God. After you smeared nah. ETM with that brush last week, and we're kind of right, which really hurt. Um, you went a different direction. Oh, uh, check I, wish, I wish I just stuck with my only picking one because I nailed the first one. Like, yeah. I absolutely drilled it, and I just had to chuck a second one in because I was being too cocky, and then <laughs> and he actually had a decent game. So uh, I'll start with the one I brought up first, and it, yeah. it was me basically trying to say that people should not only not play Clyde this week if they could but if they should actually try and package him in a trade because I yeah. actually thought he was definitely a trade high at the time. Uh, you may have missed your boat already because that is seven carries for zero yards probably isn't going to look good for a for a person looking to trade for him. I reckon he's still probably got a chance but Again, that was probably why I brought it up last week because I fought against this Colts defensive line which is ranked top five in the league Uh well, I just yeah. thought that was the opportunity to actually trade him before he has a terrible game like this. So, like I said, yeah, seven carries for no yards. Uh, amazing. Did have five catches for 39 yards, I think it was. Yeah. So, look, he saved himself in a full PPR uh, by getting the, the eight, eight or so points there. But in the end, it wasn't what you really were after nope. uh, out of one of your running backs. So, I was pretty pretty happy with that call. Um I was surprised with the game script. I was surprised the Colts won. It was a, it was a really yeah. weird game. Like the the Chiefs left so many points up for grabs. Like unreal, was, wasn't it? Just yeah. really weird, unChiefs like plays, which which was mind boggling to be honest. So, um, good for the Colts for getting the win, but yeah, it didn't feel like they <laughs> to get it's there. Any really stretch of the imagination? Just a weird one. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we saw Clyde do something really impossible. I mean, seven for zero is hard. You'd, you'd almost have to be me to pull that off. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, so, you know, actually a really good call. And as you said, like eight or nine points in full PPR is not embarrassing. But, you know, it's it's not what you're looking for out of a guy who you're probably starting as a flex. You're just looking for more at, than that out of a guy who you know is getting carries. Um, so so I think you probably can say that you diagnose that one right. Um, yeah. But, mate... But for a guy that was averaging a lot more than that in the season, so the fact that to me you would have definitely, let's say, if you were trading him or before last week, better now. To me, you would have got a better package before that game. Well, like, I just think if a guy goes out and scores a fair bit less than his average, then he's only dropped his value. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. He, um, he also had. I was just going to say, he also had forty-one percent of the snaps. That's the problem of Clyde at the moment. Like Jarek McKinnon out snapped him, so. That that is a huge worry because he was very very efficient in the first two weeks. So that you know you can't tell me that's going to keep happening on forty odd percent of the snaps. Like it's, he's actually losing the timeshare to Jarek McKinnon at the moment. So I'd be very worried moving forward. Yeah, right. And then Jarek McKinnon had touchdowns in each of those first two games, and then then did really nothing in this game because no, the Colts kick ass. But um, yeah, just it's it's a weird situation there, and I mean. If Jerick McKinnon is going to continue to get the work and be inefficient, Clyde has to be efficient when he gets his. And as you said, that how sustainable is that? It's it's a tough ask. For sure. Uh, I'll touch quickly on this one. I I didn't see a great game for Terry McLaurin. Uh, that Eagles D proved itself as well. They absolutely destroyed 
the commanders. Like, it, if you're just taking it about two and a half quarters in, I was looking fantastic. They showed a stat. It was like two, two and a half quarters in. The Eagles <laughs> had 324 passing yards and the commanders had minus one of the goals. Yeah, I stuck that up in the Astro League feed. <laughs> yeah, they got backwards in the passing game, like for two and a half quarters. It was actually unbelievable. Only a guy like Wentz can do that. Like, he's, he is a unicorn, that guy. <laughs> It's it's the second week in a row where the Eagles have actually put some points up on the first half and then just done nothing in the second half on offense because they've just yeah. coasted because they know that they can just lean on their defense. Uh, you know, McLaurin got a lot, a lot of garbage time. Why it just kind of saves because they were bored, right? Well, we can yeah. keep running it. Got over, oh. got over the hundred yards. I don't think the Eagles were were pressuring him as much as they would have if it was a closer game. I think they were kind of just happy to just let him take what was there. So. In the end, like it was, it didn't work out as a great call in the end. But I, I was happy with the analysis of why I did it. And, yep. You know, in the end, playing any receivers against this Eagles team, I think, is a little bit worrisome, just because I think this defense is going to continue to be quality. So my question about that then is: this defense is going to continue to be quality. Is garbage time a legitimate reason to be okay to start a receiver against them? Probably, but uh, look. I, I do like – I even said against the Vikings that uh, I think the Eagles' offense has turned a corner, like especially Jalen Hurts in the passing game. Mm. But there is also – like, look, they're not behind the, you know, the Chiefs on offense. They're not like these high-powered offense that – I think there could be some games where they don't dominate so much on offense, especially in the first half. So I don't know if the game's going to be completely out of whack, even if mm. they are good defensively. Like, it might only be 10 nil at halftime, which – Means that isn't so much garbage. They'll still be playing well on defense. So, yep. look, there, there is a. You're right. There is some potential for some receivers yeah. just to get some garbage at the end. But in the end, like I, I know they've done studies on garbage time, and a lot of people think it's it's going to enormously help teams. But the problem is, you forget about the first three quarters where your team sucked. Where <laughs> you, it's really hard to actually gain all that back in one quarter. So it is. Like, like relying on garbage time never really has worked out because you forget about the times that your team was sucking during the game and you were getting no yards. So you've got to get lucky as well that your receiver actually gets that garbage time stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, so. that's good analysis. So, and that's kind of the philosophical question I was putting out there is, well, you know, how important is it? I love how you answered that. Thank you. Yeah. No worries, nice. mate. That's good call. <laughs> no. You're used to me tearing shreds off you. You look at me now going... Who are you and what have you done with Matty C? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to take off his mask and reveal <laughs> Matty C. <laughs> yeah, but the real asshole's fun. still here. He's coming for a start to the week because I know you're just going to be after me. <laughs> I'm prepared to let this guy let me down again. Is he really again. handsome? And again, he's very handsome, so but handsome. I don't know about his importance. <laughs> I'm going Jimmy G. Yeah. yeah I, I think... <laughs> I'm taking Jimmy G. I don't know. He's just going to pass it to Debo. That's a long call. I feel like Taylor's foreskinning um, freaking Gino. Yeah, if, I, if I lose this week, I will have to blame it on him. I'll do the scuba and blame it on his son. Again, for my starts of the week, I kind of wanted to go a little bit different. Like I've got, for start, sorry, for Dr. Good call on me, but yeah, for starts yeah. of the week, I've got a few guys that, I've probably repeated from like last week or the week before and things like that. But for Dr. Good Call, I probably do want to sort of bring someone different that you probably haven't heard. So 
for quarterback, uh, I'm going to go with Geno Smith. I actually oh. have been quite impressed by him from what I expected. I, wow. I've real, I, I, always, I faded DK Metcalf in a lot of leagues this mm. year just because I was really worried about this team. Like we all know, Pete Carroll's just run, 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 and then run again. So the fact he then didn't really go after a high name quarterback and just went with Geno to me said that this team was just going to run the ball even more. But Geno's actually been quite decent. Like he had over 300 yards last week. I know it was against Atlanta, but he's actually been quite good. He had nearly 200 yards in in one half against Denver Mm. in in the first week. So he's actually been pretty decent. I didn't expect this many passing yards out of him, to be honest. And he's up against the Lions. Uh, They were 26 against quarterback in 2021. And their their secondary is ranked 25th per PFF (laughs) for this year. So... They're a team you can definitely pass the ball on. Uh, I know Justin Jefferson didn't find it easy to get around this this uh, secondary, but I think uh, if they played Jefferson like like they did Jefferson to say DK Metcalf, I think there's enough outside of that that Geno is going to be able to find. Uh, I don't know if they're going to play that same way to DK because he hasn't really shown what Jefferson has had so far. So I feel like there's going to be opportunities for Geno to pick off other guys. Tyler Lockett might have a bigger game. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's even hey, finds hey, Tyler Lockett was fine last week. We'll, even we'll touch on that later. Are popping up for bloody, <laughs> bloody uh, <laughs> touchdowns now for the for the Seahawks. So I don't know. I just thought Geno's actually been a surprise this year to me, and I just thought I would reward him with a Doctor Good call. Starts okay. the week at quarterback, and I think he's got a very good matchup this week, and he's going to need to pass because I think the Lions will lead. Wow. Can you imagine you're saying that? Because I think the Lions will. What in the world is. Where are we? <laughs> what are we even yeah. doing? The Lions are going to lead. Jags, Jags are second really. seed in the AFC right now. What the to hell? The, the Bears are two and one. God damn. The whole league's just topsy turvy. The Giants are two and one. Come on, man. The Browns the are the fourth were- seed in the AFC. The Lions weren't favoured in a game betting-wise for like three years, and now all of a sudden they're like six-and-a-half-point favourites in games like, like they are this week. So there, there's definitely been a huge change in the way people yeah. see the Lions. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess this is a cool thing, right? So their defence is still complete ass, but their offence now can at least try and keep up with it. So. Well, it's funny you say <laughs> that, fun. Matty, because I'm sticking with Seattle with my running back. I'm going to Rashad Penny. Oh, you get going to stack that, bitch. Yeah, I've stacked it this way in Dr. Goodcall because it's something I probably wouldn't do uh, in my starts of the team. Uh, starts of the team. Great, great analysis with the great English speaking. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure the Poetry Society are still in your corner? <laughs> Cancelled. Wouldn't normally stack it with quarterback, running back, especially Rashad Penny, who hasn't shown a lot uh, in the passing game. But I just yeah, wanted to sort of point out for him, uh, the Lions, if they're bad in their secondary, they are so much worse defending the run. <laughs> they are so, so bad. Like yeah. you even saw last week, Delvin finally got going with 90-odd yards and then got injured and then all of us, he had a touchdown too. And then Madison came in and then got another 20-odd yards and another touchdown. They they can, anyone can run on them. Uh, yeah, he, he actually got 14 carries last week to Walker's three. So anyone who's a bit worried about that being a timeshare, I think they've clearly shown they want to mm-hmm. go with Penny at the moment. I think Walker's going to be a bit more of a project. Like Penny can walk next next year as well. So I think Kenneth Walker's probably more of a 
future plan for them more, more so than now. So I think they're just going to use Rashad Penny while they've got him and, you know, fingers crossed he can stay yeah. healthy. Uh, a bunch of situations like that around the league too. And I'd, I'm really down with that for Penny because he's already been there two very injury-riddled years. Or is it three? I mean, God, you can count the amount of minutes he's played on two hands, I reckon, not, not just the amount of games. He's He's been so hurt. Exactly. And he, like I mentioned, Lions... 31st against running back in 2021. I have mentioned there's only 32 teams in the league. Sorry, there isn't 200 to make that stat <laughs> a bit better. There's only 32, so that's horrendous. And Did uh, say last team, week, might be ranked 50th by PFF yeah, this year yeah. and yeah. kind of agree. <laughs> yeah, there might be some Australian gridiron teams that might be a bit better. Yeah, that's it. So, well, I already think just in terms of Australian teams, the Centurions defend the run pretty well, don't they, Major? <laughs> yeah, they always defend very well. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> they deserve to be in the top 32 teams in the world, to be honest. The I mean, they, they gave up zero yards against the run this week because they had the bye. So, I mean, they're yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I wouldn't take Penny against them. So, <laughs> but the Lions, the Lions definitely. Uh, wow. Like a 26th ranked D-line in, per PFF, and it probably could be worse. So, I mean, If you yeah. think I could run against him, that's enough for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> they got Aiden Hutchinson, and the rest are just not good, to be yeah, fair. That's it. They got one guy on the whole defense. And one he's a guy. rookie. And he's working his butt off. He's clearly the best thing on the defense. And but, he's a rookie, so. Yeah. But you can see it. He's the only guy who gets any leverage from the line. He's the only guy in the backfield at all, and they've just run the other way. And you know, that poor guy, he's just put in all the work. He's done all the right things. He's just the best guy on a bad team. Yeah. All right, all right. guys, you ready for this? I've this is the wide receiver. Right yeah. He's be. on a hat trick. Who's, who's my guy? Three weeks in a row, I've picked a guy who's basically – been outside that sort of threshold that we've talked about, and then all of a sudden, the week after, I haven't even been close to being able to pick him again. <laughs> we've oh, talked boy. about Aaron Ross, St. Brown, that all of a sudden was about wide receiver three. And then last hey, week, Devon- Devontae Smith was coming off a goose egg and six or so points, I think, yeah, and then all of a sudden yeah. blasted. Nice. I'm, I'm very excited about this one. Uh, it's one I snuck into a 10-team league and this is going to be funny because the biggest Saints fan I know dropped this guy in our 10-team league last no, week. No, 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 no. And I scooped him up. <laughs> and oh, then this guy I met last week had 335 air yards, which was an NFL record since they've even been statting air yards. I know technically they're like space cash. Like technically they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that Jameis was looking for this guy so often I thought it was worth a pick up and then he goes out last week and goes 9 for 147 I'm talking about Chris Olave yes. and I'm absolutely in love with this guy I think he looks amazing uh, I've mentioned the air, the air yards for an NFL record uh, I don't know if I've mentioned the Vikings who are 32nd against wide receiver in 2021 32 teams we can work that out uh, 18th ranked secondary per PFF for this year. So, look, it's not meant to get that much better. 
I just think Alabo looks absolutely great this year. Uh, he, he even with those air yards, he didn't actually have an enormous game uh, in that week two. And week one, he was he you know was a rookie coming into his first game, so he didn't do too much. He's actually only he's sitting at uh, about wide receiver 24, 25 still, even with that big game. So again, this is still a guy that's probably a little bit under the radar, but I don't think it's going to be the case for much longer. Yeah, definitely. He was on my team of the week this week, so I'm not even underrating him. He was yeah. already on, I'm already on the hype train for Olave, so I wouldn't even know if this is an underrated call or not because he's already in my sights on the team of the week. So, look, I'll just give it to Dr. Google. It's a good call here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I'm so in. And just said it all. Yeah. yeah. There's just He's just getting a lot of the deep, deep targets. I know Michael Thomas going out a little bit early probably helped him a bit. Obviously, Jarvis Landry went down as well, but mm. I, I don't, I don't a hundred think it matters. I just think he's the, like the way he got his yards. I think he would have got them anyway. I just think he's yeah. the deep shot. He's the one that they, especially if the team is down. I just think he's just going to get so many um, of the big plays. I just think he's going to accumulate yards all season. I think he's going to be. A really, really good pickup in fantasy this year. Yeah, it's hopefully the Brits enjoy, enjoy watching them too. Hundred percent. Nice new hotness. Uh, looking good. good All right. So I'll Maybe move through the next one quickly. It's tight end. I, I can't I, wait I, for I, this. I cannot wait. Oh, no. <laughs> Andrew's <laughs> I've kind of look. I've got one written down, but I'm actually going to change it because I don't think he quite is low enough. I'm going to go someone lower <laughs> because I just wanted to sort of mention him because he's. It's like I've got better stats in terms of like the, his progression over the years so far. You've got so, an honourable mention. Chuck it in. I'll chuck the honour. My honourable mention was Pat Frymuth. Yeah, um, fair enough. Mm. I was thinking. I, I mean, he's not like Oof. too high or anything. Like I still think he fits it, but. I didn't really have too much to sort of add. He's playing the Jets, who are 28. If you own him, you're probably starting him anyway. The only reason. If you own him, you're probably starting him. So he probably wasn't on a lot of waiver-wise. I picked him up in Sizzle and Quinny's league, but it's a 10-team league. And Mm. there's probably a lot of 12-team leagues that probably just uh, someone's had him all year. So I just thought he'd be an honorable mention. So I actually want to bring up Bobby Tonyan, Robert Tonyan. So... This isn't matchup based at all. Uh, I think, if anything, the the Pats were actually second against tight end last year. So this isn't really a matchup based mm. thing. Uh, I just believe he's a trusted receiver for Rogers. Uh, obviously, he's coming off an injury, but this is my point. He's getting a bigger snap share, as bigger snap count every game so far. Yeah. So he basically started at about thirty percent in week one. Moved up to just under 50 in week two, and then all of a sudden he was nearly at 60% in week three. So, yeah, and getting targets. It's pointing more and more up for him in terms of him playing more and more. And I've always thought if he can get himself back to decent health, that he's going to be awesome this year, you know, especially in the tight end position, because he's just one of the trusted receivers for Rodgers. Like, Rodgers really likes to go to the guys he trusts, and they're getting a lot of injuries in their wide receiving core as well. Like, I know Watson went down. Um, it's basically just Lazard and Dobbs at the moment. Yeah. And I just think they're going to need a guy like Tonyan moving forward. And, again, I'm not saying he's going to go out there and have 100 and something yards. I just think – I think that will put a pretty decent score on New England this week. I think they – this, you know, obviously, Mac Jones has got the high ankle sprain. They're probably yeah. not going to be able to keep up, which doesn't bode awesomely in terms of points for the uh, Packers. But I think uh, they – Have you forgotten that? 
Monday night game. No, it was a Thursday game where uh, Hoyer and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, was it? No. Oh, Hoyer and someone else. Oh, there was someone Hoyer. dodgy. Uh, it was a 41-39 game anyway. And it was just the, it was the mustard right sauce there. bowl. It was just the colour rush oh. red versus the colour rush yellow. Who was the oh, yes, Rams? Yes. Was it Case Keenum maybe? Yeah, Rams had Goff. That was 2017. Rams had Goff and then it was Goff against New Manjot would know it because it was a 40 Yeah, yeah. yeah 2017, Thursday night game. We got robbed. Trent Taylor did not push <laughs> off. We were playing the Rams this week, so I'm fully in on the rivalry. Might be doing a face-off for Fantasy Football Network against our boy Shalim from... Shalim! Yeah, from uh, Fantasy Dicks. Shout out to them, but... Yeah, Dicks yeah. shout out. More Aussie content out there. Uh, no, I'm yeah. just saying, you know, Hoya, he, yeah, he might surprise you, Tay. That's all I'm yeah. saying. That's all I'm and saying. in the end, even if he doesn't, I just think there's going to be enough yeah. points, even if it's in the first half, uh, for the Packers. So, I, and I just think he's he's trusted, and I think he's going to get more and more targets as the season goes on. So, I've actually uh, got him in my tight end now, so I've moved on <laughs> to another tight end again. So, I'll see what happens uh, at Astro. But, that. Went for yeah. it. It was uh, yeah. available, which I think is madness that he was available um and yeah scooped him up we prioritized the defense so <laughs> yeah I, I, I noticed that one too i almost said to marky i actually like the packers defense this this yeah. week and uh, that was our marky first way got as well so yeah i sorry got him but i've got the e i'm you know i, I just scored 18 of the eagles so i might as well roll with them again even if it is against the best offense in the league and the jags mate yeah, yeah i mean that said, we just dropped the Jags defense, so we kind of know what's coming. <laughs> we know. We know the Eagles on side is here. But it'll yeah. make it easier to get him back for the next two weeks when we get the Texans and the Colts after that, after they get absolutely pounded this week. So exactly. we'll still be there for the switcheroo. Um, well, okay. So I've got to say, very good luck with tight end. Um, mate, I, I love this. He's, he's stuck it up with Seahawks at the top. Manjot loves when people are talking up the Seahawks. He doesn't hate the Seahawks at all. <laughs> no, um, no, that's no. A, not. NFC heavy this week. Can I get an AFC team as well from you, Tay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently not. AFC <laughs> <laughs> is just dead to me at the moment. AFC I would have had Pat, would have had Pat Prime here, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least we got to mention. No, I love it. And Olave has really come out of nowhere uh, in these last two weeks. Just really, well, not out of nowhere, but he's definitely made a made a position for himself pretty solid. Um, and it'll be good to see Tonyan back doing Tonyan things because he was he was playing great. That injury he suffered too. That was really hard to watch when it happened. Because the speed he was running at and the speed at which he got hit as he sort of made the catch and looked upfield. Um, it's just good to see him back playing significant football again. So. Sure. Uh, this is my sure. favorite part, though, is where you just take somebody and you just fantasy smash leprosy. them. Yep. Yeah, it was a fantasy. Uh, I don't know any any disease. Fantasy. I don't know herpes, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we had leprosy in the drop. Yeah, leprosy, herpes, AIDS. I, I don't care. Whatever awful illness that you think is uncomfortable. Yeah, balls, herpes. Anyway, uh, this proves why fantasy changes week to week. I've talked up Antonio Gibson earlier in this season, but I am O-U-T on him this week. He's getting worse each week. <laughs> I've talked about Bobby Tonyan uh, moving forward each week. Gibson's getting worse. Dallas were fourth against running backs in 2021. Week yeah. two for Gibson, two yards per carry. Week three, three yards per carry. Maybe he'll have four yards per carry in week four, but I still don't love this for Gibson. He had great passing down usage in week one, 
which yeah. gave everyone, you know, a good feeling about what they had in store uh, moving forward. But it's absolutely disappeared in the last two weeks. He scored a touchdown in the last two games. So, like I said with CEH, I'd be looking to trade him now. I think the time is now before you see Brian Robinson as well uh, put in there. Yeah. I mean, we already know how much, uh, as a podcast, we love Smooch's McKissick. Um, no doubt yeah. about it. We, we see his value. Um, and I was calling up Brian Robinson this whole time. So I'm waiting for the breakout. Yeah, you two have both spoken about Brian Robinson. Unbelievable. But you guys, all the credit yeah. goes to you two for being the big drivers of that. Yeah, I, I think Robinson could take a bit of time, but it's it's just no matter. It all takes from Gibson. Take a lot. Like Gibson has to have full volume, like to, mm. to be relevant to me in fantasy, and he's getting it at the moment. But it's just going backwards in terms of yards per carry. And then if Robinson comes in and takes fifty percent of it, like, and then does way better with it and has a better yards per carry, you're just going to see less and less of Gibson moving forward. And then he's all of a sudden going to be the punt returner and the kick returner. Like they were going to make him at the start of the year. So I, I just think now's the time to get out of him. I, I traded him for Drake London last week. Um, I was pretty happy about that. What a nice trade. For, well done. In a full nice. PPR. So, yeah, I just think, a, you know, well the opportunity probably now to, now to get out. And I don't think this game's going to be great. I think Dallas will probably lead um, for it. So it's probably going to be more smooches. Yes, they are, because Cooper Rush is undefeated as a starter in yep. all of history. It has never happened that a game he started. Yeah. He and honestly, won. as a CD Lamb owner, I've been very happy. Like, I was just in full tilt after week one with that DAC injury. Like, <laughs> I offered him up to nearly everyone in the world. Like, I, obviously, I didn't want to be – I was more trying to, like, move him up than down. Like, I wasn't going to just take some shitty wide receiver for him or anything just because I was full on tilt. But I, it, may, it tilted me enough to look for trade options and packaging yeah. probably someone else with him that I pro- didn't really want to lose. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, but I've been pretty happy with what Cooper Rush has been able to do for him. And it looks like Dak's yeah. back sooner rather than later anyway. But, yeah, Cooper Rush has been great. Western Wankers are going to be very happy to welcome Dak back, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely we need him back. A lot of comfort rolling with golf. We've been doing it. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I could be living a happier life. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, I think um, I've diagnosed enough for today. Um you know, you oh, guys have only for that much time, so I've got to move on to my next patient. Uh, so, hang on. So, fantasy hemorrhoids for Gibson because he doesn't smack that ass some. No. Yeah. <laughs> it would be uncomfortable at, at best. So, fantasy hemorrhoids, I think we've got for him. Um, Michael Parsons might be smacking his ass. So. <laughs> I'm but he'll be smacking everything. Uh, excellent. Okay. Well, I think you're right. We'll get out of your surgery. Um, thank you very much for making your time for us, doctor. And uh, I will get back and check in with you next week. With what we're looking at, it is not great. Look, Goff, I was looking at him in the first round. He wasn't, but I was rattled at wide receiver this week. I guarantee I go last. Yeah, wide receiver is very, very interesting. I'm not sure about really any of them. So we'll just say per Dr. Wood. Yeah, I wasn't actually, I was thinking about picking him up, but then, yeah, I just didn't. I'm going with Irv Smith Jr. Ooh, nice. Smooches will have to wait. (laughs) Smooches, I was ready for that one.